You're listening to Geeks Talk. I'm Sean McCammon. Let's get talking. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome to episode two. And some of you may have noticed that the names change. Yes, this podcast is now called Geeks Talks. Now, the reason is that last week I'm still sort of playing around and defining this podcast but last week I thought of one name and I thought this is good about the way I wanted to go but then as I've kind of gone forward I thought well actually you know what the kind of stuff that I talk about the one I talk about is, is very geeky I'm kind of geeky at most time and I thought well geeks talks sounds like a better descriptive name for what I'm going to talk about so there we go we'll go with that for now so this is episode two and this week I'm going to tackle something that is quite a large subject. I'm not going to tackle it all. It's going to be intertwined with my own history. And that's HTML5, which is, or HTML, which has grown into HTML5. So very briefly, we'll start um, a little bit of history I looked up. So in 1989, Tim Bernalee invents the web with HTML as its publishing language. Now, the premise of it was that he was trying to define something where you could have research papers which you could cross-reference with another. So you could be reading uh, a paper from one paper but have a diagram from another paper. And he created his prototype web browser on the next computer, the NEXT computer, in 1990. And from his personal notes, he listed some of of the many areas of hypertext is used. So in 1991, the first publicity uh, description or publicly described uh, of HTML was documented in a document called HTML Tags, again uh, by Tim Bernalee. And it comprised about 18 elements. So it was a relatively simple design of HTML. And so the first proposal of HTML specification was in mid-1993. Now, 1994, this is my own personal history, as I say, I'm intertwining it. In 1994, I went back into education and I got introduced to the internet as part of my university degree. And it was a lot more basic and simple back then um, than it is now. There wasn't the complexity in web pages. And... My first sort of HTML um, exposure was using the Lynx text browser and, and there was Mosaic and, and Netscape, which were the first sort of browsers that I saw. I think they were even the first browsers that actually you could load images in as well or have images in a web page. Um, Lynx was a text-based. We, we also used Pine, which was a text-based email client, just in case you're wondering. And so... In 1995, the very beginning of 1995, was when I actually wrote my first web page. Again, it was part of my university course. It was to do with UIs. And it was actually very simple to do back then. Um, you didn't really have the CSS, the style, cascading style language, to, to really define your web page, the, the design. You actually just literally created a hyperlink menu. Um, the position was more placing bits on the screen um to, to make spaces as it were to put if you're on the image over on the right it wasn't really like you know 
having a div and then placing that over on the right so it was a very basic simple pages but because there wasn't any complexity any page that were there which were also basic loaded really quickly it was a a very quick place to be hunting around the web but at the same time it wasn't a very um energetic or very you know complex um, or nice designed pages out there so in 1994 we also saw the specification for html2 was released and in 1995 the standard was published so also showing the forward thinking in 1995 the html3 draft was published new tags were added and also some support for style sheets was included with the style and class attributes also in 1995 cascading style sheets began to take shape now again potty with my history um the at this stage i'd only been doing development in html1 we never really got to look at html2 or html3 to be honest I kind of faded over that as it were i was more involved in working with c and c plus plus and other languages but going through the history in 1996 the css1 specification was complete and although it was more than three years before the web browser achieved full implementation it was there so it was around 1999 before most browsers were becoming fully uh, compliant as it were with the or implementing the specification in 1997 html 3.2 was published and as I say, at the time, I, I wasn't actually looking at the web. In fact, in 1997, I, I left university and I started to really concentrate on C++ programming. So this is a big chunk where I got, I, I missed out. And so the history shows that HTML4 was published in W3C recommended in, in December 1997, although it was reissued with minor edits in April 1998, but they didn't increment the version. So in 1998, HTML4 extended HTML again with mechanisms for style sheets, scripting frames, embedding objects, improved support from, uh, from for right and left and mixed text direction, got richer tables and enhancements to forms. So quite a few updates here really. And HTML4.01 was later released as a, ver a revision to correct errors. Now 4.01, we still see pages can be, be created today if you want backward compatibility and this is really where we see css and, and css2 coming into play um, so as i say css2 specification was developed by w3c and published as a recommendation in 1998 so quite a way back and in 2004 css2.1 uh, became a first candidate re recommendation but it was reverted back to draft in 2005 and then it went back to a candidate recommendation in 2007, updated twice in 2009, and again went back to a working draft in 2010. It was finally published as a, as a, as a W3C recommendation in June 2011. So we can see that HTML4 was out for quite some time uh, through whilst CSS2, so CSS1 was the main styling language, CSS2 came out. So, as I say, HTML4, we still see a lot of today if you want to create something that's backwardly compatible with, say, for example, Internet Explorer 6. Now, personally, I don't write in HTML4 anymore. I only use HTML5, which 
by the way, was published in October 2014. And along with that, we've got now got CSS3. CSS4 is in the current stages of being designed. And um, but HTML5 is a real grown up version now, I think, of HTML. For, for a start, it's a lot more simple to to create the just the doc type for example on html4 is a mouthful whereas on html5 it's just html you've got support for doing video and audio you don't need any third-party plugins css3 as i say brings in a lot of extra functionality as well such as uh, being able to do animations and transitions and things like that it's also with the, the power and the things that have been added in HTML5, JavaScript coding has, has been made more simple as well. It's a lot easier to do JavaScript in HTML5 than HTML4, in my view. I mean, there may be people that do HTML4 still every day, JavaScript in there, and say, you know what, I think HTML4 is easier. But from my perspective, coming back into doing HTML, CSS and JavaScript and it's only been the last couple of years that I've come back into to, to looking at this stuff uh, having worked with C and C++ for so long I feel that HTML5 is a much easier easier version of the hyperlink text language that, you know to, to 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 design and build web pages in and as I say coupled with CSS3 it's really really powerful so that's kind of my history of or with HTML and a brief outline of the history. I didn't want to go into too much detail because it would have taken far longer than I wanted to. But I was wondering, what's your history? Have you been working with HTML for many years? Are you just coming in into HTML? Did you start at a particular version? Why not let me know? I love to hear and maybe I'll include it in the next episode. So, on to our new story of the week. Now, I've been following this a few days ago, this came out, and, and Google came out with the idea of having a, well, you know, you have um, a, a kind of autocorrect for uh, any spelling mistakes that you make. Well, the idea that they've come up with is uh, a detection for hate-filled messages or hate-filled words. Kind of like a spell checker for hate, I think it was referred to in the news. Now, I kind of like the idea of this in that it's going to, the idea is that, or the idea that they've put, it's, it's a premise by the way, it's not actually an InDesign as far as I understand it, but the premise and idea is that they want companies to, to create products that will spot um, hateful words. So any bullying or, or things like terrorism etc spot them and sort of halt them before they go any further the idea is that they're going to stop you know hateful videos hateful slurs slogans words everything going into the web you know before they actually get in there and and get shown around to to hundreds thousands whatever people and it's a great idea i think in that you know the premise is a great idea they're, they're trying to Think of ways of stopping, you know, hate crime and, and and everything that's going on in today's world, but at the same time, it's like, could you really get it to work? I mean, it, it involves a lot of people, a lot of companies to to get this in. 
at the same time it's like where does it go you know what 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 can it spot this sometimes you might use certain words for example uh, and i'll give you an example there's a c plus plus idea out there called bloodshed right you imagine i was i was thinking this today i was saying to someone oh why don't you use bloodshed as as your idea because they were asking about c plus plus ides i thought well if this was in place it's going to pick up the fact that I've, I've said bloodshed. You know, <laughs> it could be considered a terrorist word, but or, or a bad word, or you know something like that. But at the end of the day, it's not. It's actually a C plus plus ID and compiler called bloodshed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is what I mean. It's it's where do you take it? How far do you take it? And how do you know if the words that are being spoken are a descriptive word for a product or a hate or, or terrorist word you know it's a very difficult one to answer i think but that was the thing that the, the story that i picked up of the week the story that that kind of most excited me and the thing i wanted to talk about on this episode right so that's it for another week hopefully this is becoming something that you're interested in and if you do like it please follow me and watch out for the next one that's it for this week thanks for listening and don't forget keep an eye out for next week's episode